this is Spoken by Ellsworth, a Femdom Hypnosis Podcast, Season 4. Today's podcast includes a session made up of some of my mind control fragments. It has a brand new induction there, and I suspect quite a few of you are going to enjoy it. I know that a lot of people are not a fan of the walking on the beach or relaxing through your body just because you've heard it a million times before. Now the mind control fragments, they are kind of like mini sessions and they're kept on a certain page on my website and that's available for all of my patrons. They're pretty well organized. And the whole point is they can be played in almost any order. You can download them all and set them to shuffle, or just pick out your favorites. Now, if you really like a retro aesthetic, you could maybe put them on a cassette tape. You've got my permission. You do have to write on it with a Sharpie. (laughs) Isn't that the tradition that you see in all of the shows? Um, Now, I don't think anyone has done something like this yet but it would be an interesting novelty. Now, this isn't the session that I wanted to release this week. It's concert season, and over the weekend, I was a little less careful with my voice than I should have been. Maybe you can't tell, or maybe you're being polite, or maybe my sound editor did a ton of magic. I wanted to make sure that anything meant for repeat listening sounded as good as it could. But I don't mind recording this podcast intro sounding slightly scratchy still. As I mentioned, this session opens with a new induction. A sort of overload induction that plays with your ability to feel sensations at my suggestion. This isn't my most common induction, usually I like the conversational ones, but I did write this to specifically be a mind control fragment, so we can try it out together. In fact, as I mentioned, I wrote it specifically for the patron, you know who you are, who doesn't get on with all the usual progressive relaxation inductions. Now. I have nothing against relaxation inductions. I know they're fantastic for a lot of people. I do use them differently to the vast majority of other hypnotists out there. Um, I like to maintain a faster rhythm to keep your mind engaged. Mostly because in this scenario, I can't watch your reactions to know how you're adapting. I do know, however, from doing this in person, many, many, many times that the very slow pacing and progressive relaxation, it tends to not work for a lot of people. It's so much easier when you're simply talking to someone or actively engaging their mind. Before I get into the session, which is coming up very, very soon, I've had some gifts arrive from the wishlist, including a coffee gift card from B. B must have known that I'm still enjoying that certain kind of weather, the type that calls for a seat outdoors watching the bustle of the city, 
armed with a notebook and an iced latte. So thank you B for supporting these addictions, people watching, and frosty caffeinated drinks. And my dear loyal puppy must have gotten overexcited because I have him to thank for not one or two but eight gifts. They all arrived in one big happy box from Amazon and left me feeling quite spoiled, so thank you, pup. And finally, S sent me a sweet little star and moon charm for my silver charm bracelet. I've really enjoyed collecting these, and I think I almost have enough now that I might need another chain eventually. These are the nice, easy problems to have. And finally, I think it's fun to share this. Without a close contender, the most downloaded session from this past weekend was the uncensored version of Only If It Pleases You. That download actually managed to come in ahead of the new listeners who find the free beginner bundle. That one always has quite a few downloads. I've seen some comments privately and on YouTube of happy listeners proudly boasting that they were able to avoid saying only, even once. You just have to admire their obedience or their eager selflessness, right? So as I promised, here's the session that I've created for you. If you've been listening a while, some of this might feel familiar. If you've only been here with me for a few weeks, it's likely to be all new. You can get these fragments from the website and Patreon subscribers can easily hear and download many more. If you would like to have today's session without the podcast intro, you can find it on the website under More Mind Control. This is More Mind Control, spoken by Elswith. I want you to imagine something for me. It might not be your favorite thing, but I want you to imagine it anyway. And part of the reason I want it is because even if you don't like it, it should still be easy to imagine. Because the experiences that led to your dislike, they're probably still firm in your mind. So, I want you to imagine eating spicy food. Now, we don't need to think about the hottest vindaloo or a particularly strong Thai green. You don't need to imagine those Carolina Reaper wings just whatever is a little hotter than you're comfortable with. Something that would normally have you sweating a little. You may begin to notice your mouth watering, or perhaps that'll happen at a later time. If it already is, does that seem strange to you? The burning sensation produced by spicy food, 
Just thinking about it can get you to salivate almost defensively, like a flinch. Even the outdated model of taste regions on the tongue doesn't include spice. Because unlike sweetness or saltiness, it isn't a flavor at all. It's a sensation, which perhaps is why we interpret it as the burning sensation of heat. The chili binds to the heat receptors in your tongue, setting off more and more of them, feeling warm and then warmer. And feel it growing warmer still until you feel the sensation of burning, maybe of pain. Now, it doesn't matter what you imagine eating, or even if you imagine the act of eating at all. But imagine the swelling, growing sensation we're talking about. Feeling like your mouth is on fire. And allow the sensation to subside. You might feel this instantly, once you're no longer paying attention to it. Or, it might cease gradually, as if you really had gone a little too hard on that super hot salsa. Speaking of salsa, do you get margaritas when you go out for Mexican food? If you don't drink, that's okay. They make virgin margaritas, and the minty flavor is the important part anyway. That active ingredient in the chili you just tasted or felt, there's a corresponding chemical in mint that creates a cooling sensation. You probably know that chemical's name, menthol, even though you might not have previously made that connection. If you had, smile to yourself for being a clever one. And if you don't like margaritas, perhaps you're a habitual gum chewer. I bet you brush your teeth once or twice a day. Or perhaps you only use menthol when you have the sniffles. But just like you know that hot sensation I gave to you earlier, you definitely know the opposite cooling sensation. It's fresh, invigorating, and just like the spicy counterpart, it might well have you salivating. Kinda makes me wonder if I could get you drooling, mindlessly, just from describing taste to you. But that's a game for another time. Follow my suggestions now, just like you always do, and begin to truly experience that same minty cooling sensation. Open your mouth and take in a deep breath. I wonder if you feel the cooling sensation now or perhaps later. I know that many felt that cooling sensation as soon as I began to talk about mint. The cool air triggers the same receptors the menthol would be attaching itself to. Just like the heat from before, it can grow and grow, and even approach something painful. 
Your nerves are telling you, your brain, that what you have in your mouth is too cold, even dangerously cold. But you know that you're safe here with me. You can trust me and keep following me. Because here's a fascinating fact. You might consider the hot sensation and the cold sensation and your logical mind might come to the conclusion that one would cancel out the other. But the nerves that decide if you're hot and the nerves that decide if you're cold, they're two different things. And it's more than possible to experience both at the same time. Now, continue breathing in and out through your mouth. Your cool inhalation allows the menthol sensation to grow. Your warm breath out each time forges a return of the hot, chilly sensation because I want you to add in the sensation you experienced earlier to this cooling. Blend in the spiciness I gave you earlier and enjoy the complexity. Out now. Allowing the warmth in your tongue to glow and grow like embers when the bellows blow. In. Out. In again. Chilling. Frosty brisk touching every part of your tongue, gums and the roof of your mouth. Out. In. You're so good for me, so eager to follow my commands. Keep breathing in and out at a normal rhythm for you, or deeper if you want to. If you need to close your mouth now, you can. You've done everything I've asked you to do. And you'll keep doing that for the rest of the time we have together. Maintain the sensations I've given you for as long as you can. They remind you, each time you become aware of them, how easily you can obey me. How ready you are to follow me. And I'm always proud of you for being so good, so obedient, and so talented. Good boy. Whenever doubts arise, whenever you feel a bit uncertain, you will recite three times, I see myself through you, and you will be able to shrug off those silly notions about should and should nots. I see myself through you, 
I see myself through you. I see myself through you. That's your phrase said three times to help you recenter, refocus, and know what's true. So any doubts, any wibbling or wobbling or wavering, you respond with, I see myself through you. I see myself through you. I see myself through you. The doors around the shower are glass. A little bit of decoration, but not much. I never have a reason to hide myself from you. And I very rarely want you hidden from me. So there you are, kneeling. Kneeling outside of the shower, kneeling on that bathroom floor. There are times when I wonder what you're thinking. Oh, it's only the times when I haven't already stolen your thoughts away. Though is it stealing, my dear? Not stealing at all when those thoughts and feelings belong to me when you give them to me so eagerly. Trusting me. Wanting me. Wanting me to have my hands out. So all of those thoughts and feelings can collect there. To be sorted and filtered and polished perhaps by me. returning to you the ones that I know you need. And so you kneel outside of my shower. If those thoughts are going through your mind, are you thinking about that position? I wonder how many just went through your head. With me leaning back against the shower wall, you standing in front of me. One of my legs around your waist, or maybe just my knee over the crook of your elbow. That angle, leaving me open to all of your talents. Nice, isn't it? 
Perhaps that wasn't the position that went through that mind of yours. Which one of us, my love, had their palms against the shower wall, leaning forward with the other behind? But at this moment, at this given moment, it's just me and the shower and you kneeling on the floor, still dripping wet. Your breath is important. I mean, obviously, it's keeping you alive. But your breath, it's important for our play. And it's also important for speaking to your body. It isn't just part of your body stress response. It is key to it. In fact, taking a lot of shallow, short breaths, it's basically telling your body that you are stressed and you are anxious. While taking purposeful, deep breaths, it tells your body to calm down, physically calming your body. It can be helpful for dealing with day-to-day anxiety or more pervasive issues. It works because this deep breathing that you're doing, it quiets your sympathetic nervous system, the one that controls that fight-or-flight response. It reduces those feelings of stress or anxiety. Now, you can't turn that. (laughs) You can't turn your sympathetic nervous system off completely. But you can shift it. So shifting over to these inhales and exhales, it turns the volume down on it. It's good, right? If I told you now to breathe quickly, to activate that sympathetic nervous system by closing your eyes, imagining something really stressful, you can feel it. You can feel that body respond. Breathing shallower, heartbeat going faster. But you, you can focus on the sound of my voice. You can turn your attention to your breath. Breathing from your stomach, pushing your stomach out each time you inhale. And then exhaling down. Perhaps seeing those colors, breathing them in. Breathing them out. 
breathing in to the count of four. Breathing out to six, two, three, four, five, six, in, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six, in. deserve to feel good, relaxed, to give your body a break from stress and anxiety, allowing healing, allowing yourself to feel normal. Well done. that shirt that I love today. There's a chill in the air outside where we must venture and long sleeves suit you just so. Perhaps hiding something around your wrist. And wasn't I right about the color? I'm usually right, but it's not yet time to get dressed, because I insist you look your best today. Wouldn't it be nice, dear, to have your darling groom you? Of course you trust me. I've made sure you have plenty of reasons to trust me. All those memories made, mostly real. Trust me to be gentle, careful, oh so tender with you, and to help you go down into a deep relaxation that never fails to fill you with warmth and love and of course allows you to reflect on nothing but your own trust for me. It helps that I can talk to you all the way through washing you 
bathing you perhaps with gentle hands and perfectly scented soaps. Maybe my soap, that scent that reminds you of moments spent close to me. That scent that inspires you to write those sweet little love notes that you never fail to place about for me. That scent that fills you. Fills you with warmth and love. Memories and emotion, they're tied in so close to scent. It's such a good thing for you. A very generous gift to you. To allow you to have my scent on you all day. It brings you in close to me, closer. How close do you feel to me now? There's more for me to do than merely scrub you, you know. You're so deep so warm and so full of trust that you can be so close and intimate with me. And as you're warm, your skin soft, now is the perfect time, the perfect time for the razor. Wouldn't it be nice, dear, to be looked after so completely, to be taken in hand that way? You don't need a mirror. You don't need your eyes to be open. It's best if they're closed. You can listen or not to the sounds of the hot water, of the razor, and know that each time I touch you, my fingers first, letting you know exactly where the razor will work next. And you can be lost in that rhythm for as long as it takes. The splash of the razor shaken off into the water. The soap on the brush. The swish of the bristles. The touch, the unflinching touch of the blade. And my fingers also touching you. Gently, soft, your chin, your throat, your thighs, 
each time. Wouldn't it be nice, dear? Wouldn't it be nice, dear? Isn't it nice, dear? It is nice, dear. In the far southwestern counties of England is a peninsula jutting out into the sea just where the Atlantic Ocean meets the English Channel. The farthest south of these counties is called Cornwall. Along its rugged coastline there are many places where the sea meets a shoreline of craggy cliffs. Some places have sandy beaches where the tide laps gently up toward the rocks, while other places have waves crashing against rocks, throwing sea spray into the air before it plunges down into the rugged rocks that form a natural barrier with the ocean. A little further inland, these rocks turn into hills where lush grass and coarse heather grow side by side in rocky outcrops. As you look around from the top of these hills, you can see the ocean and the inlets where bathers sun themselves in between swimming out into the crisp, clear water as well as the sea majestically battling with the solid formations of rock. Another feature you'll see further inland are clusters of rocks which look like mini mountain ranges but are much more accessible. Imagine that it's a nice warm day and as you wander across these green hills, you can see an outcrop of rocks in the middle distance and being curious as what is up there you decide to go up and take a look walking slowly and evenly as there's no need to hurry you make your way up the slight incline of the hill and find what may be a path or maybe it's a natural terrace built and maintained by the elements all year round. You follow the path as it meanders around the bottom of the outcrop, looking for an easy way to climb higher and see what secret is hiding within. Eventually, you see what could be a series of steps cut from the boulders by years of weathering. Climbing up is easy enough as you test every foothold before committing your full weight to it. The steps are nicely spaced out so it really isn't too difficult to ascend. Handholds are frequent and aid your climb as the sun warms your back. Now, 
you reach the summit and look over the top where you can see down the inner side of the rocks, right down to a rock pool nestling down at the bottom. It's warm, the water is clear and inviting, so you decide to climb down and use the water to cool your hands and brow. You carefully pick your way down to the pool, which is quite large. Reaching into the pool, you can see small fish nibbling on the algae and small crabs scuttling across the bottom and that funny sideways walk they have. Having cooled your brow, you look around and spot piles of rocks, stones, and pebbles. Picking up a pebble, you gently lob it across the pool and watch it fall with a small splash in the middle. You watch the ripples gently surge toward you and have this familiar feeling of contentment. Now, you pick up a larger pebble and throw it harder, but it still falls into the pool, sending larger ripples back to you. Again, it makes you feel better, and so you pick up a stone and throw it as hard as you can. Again, it doesn't make it to the far side of the pool, but crashes into the water with a resounding splash and sends the mini waves all across the pool. This is fun, so now you try a rock. You know you can't throw it too far as it's heavy. So using both hands, you launch it over your head and watch it plummet into the water and send waves rushing back to you. Now this feels good. You realize with every stone or rock you throw, a negative emotion is diminished and then released. So you think of all the things which annoy, depress, upset, or limit you, casting them away with a throw of a stone and washing away those feelings with the return of the ripples. When you're sure there's no more of those feelings left to deal with now, you can turn around and head back up to the summit of the outcrop. Once there, you turn around and smile down at the pool, silently thanking it and me, your mistress, for helping you eliminate stress from your life. The chains of habit are too weak to feel until they're too strong to break. With nothing to lose, 
I let fate choose, you say, and watch as the number two lands up. Perhaps your face goes pale as you read the card. The jaunty poem doesn't make it any easier. Come out, get some fresh air. I want to see that derriere. It instructs you to remove your last bit of clothing and to walk outside, fully naked. You are to turn and put your hands on the door like you're under arrest. Do you think about quitting? Do you wonder if this is going too far? In the end, you push down your boxers quickly, walk to the door, and even though your hands are shaking, you know this is what you want. The card also said the game was over if this number is rolled, even if it's the first roll. Fate had decided this was your final roll. You go outside and look around, expecting someone to walk by and threaten to call the cops. With another loud, shaky sigh, you pull the door shut and place your hands on it, spreading your feet. And now, my dear, it is time for you to get up from your knees and move on with your day. I'll wake you slowly from this hypnotic session and I want you to be aware that you might need time to stretch and find your balance again. Time to reorient yourself to the day where you are and to what you need to be doing next. Waking slowly, finding yourself moving up. Zero. One. Feeling sensation coming back, wiggling those toes. Rolling your shoulders, feeling your spine. Three. Trance is lifting up, knowing you'll be fully awake and refreshed soon. Four. Five. There you go. Find your balance, find your focus, and find yourself. It thrills me that you allow me to speak to your subconscious so often. 
to leave my word runes behind, to allow me this control over you. If you can't wait to follow just one more of my suggestions, then here's a perfect one. If you're listening on YouTube, then like this video and subscribe to my channel. This helps more lovely, obedient listeners find me. And if you're not listening on YouTube, you already know what you can do to tell your chosen platform that you love what I do. Subscribe, rate this session, leave a comment. Pop over to YouTube when you're done here and click that thumbs up.